Space, the Final Frontier. These are the parables of the Starship Enterprise. Sacred Trek's continuing mission to seek out new understanding of ourselves and one another boldly takes us to Star Trek, The Next Generation, Season 1, Episode 10, Haven. and welcome to Sacred Trek, the podcast that engages in community around the parables of Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm your host, Kent Altman, and here's Christina Hartfield. Hi, Christina. Hi, Kent. (laughs) Let's go around and say hello to our our Federation today. Uh, Hi, Mark. Hi. And hi, Nisa. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And hi, Becky. Hi there. It's so nice to see you guys, friends. Yay. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Kit and everybody. Are y'all ready to talk about this episode? Yes. Yeah. 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 Do it. Today we're talking about episode 10 called Haven. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a little parable for you if you'd like. I would love. Go for it. All right. So when Deanna Troy returns to the Enterprise from her trip home, it is to find home coming into her life aboard the ship in order to remind her of her familial obligations, a bonding or marriage arranged by her father when she was but a small child. But her mother and her future in-laws do not see eye to eye on how the ceremony will proceed, and her intended husband, Wyatt, has spent his life dreaming of another woman altogether. Deanna decides to follow through with it to honor the choice her parents made so many years ago and tries to make the most of the decision. But when the woman from Wyatt's dreams shows up in orbit of the planet aboard a plague ship and calls him to her, Deanna learns that destiny is ultimately what we make it and remaining true to oneself is the most lasting truth. Amen. Thank you for coming to our podcast. (laughs) The end. I am dying to know what Nisa is thinking because, yeah, she's making all kinds of faces. Just got some stuff to share. You know, Troy is your girl, so. Deanna Troy is my girl. And, like, I'm watching the episode, and you might have to edit this out, but I'm watching it. And I'm like, man, these these hoes ain't loyal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Just... (laughs) I was just like, okay, um, bro, like she can read your thoughts. She's giving you an out. You have your opportunity to just say like, hey, no, I don't actually want to be with you. And she probably could have helped him escape or do whatever. But no, but then he kisses her like in the desert. Well, so doesn't that mean he's being loyal? Right? Bro, he left. Well, he no, he did ultimately. You're right. Onto the plague ship. Right. He went out into the Rona. (laughs) (laughs) The Rona ship. He went to the Rona ship. But I think he kissed her before he knew that the person he he was drawing was was someone that really Oh, that is true. Yeah. I mean, not that that was an excuse, but. Okay. 
I think he was trying. Right. I felt like he was like he did. He said childish fantasies don't have any place here. You know, I'm not going to let it get in the way. He was following the time honored adage of love the one you're with. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it can't be with the one you drew all your life. <laughs> the one you're with. That's how the lyric goes, right? <laughs> like he interrupted this whole moment that Deanna and Riker were having. Right. And I was like, yeah, what was that necessary? And he, like, he didn't even really seem to like notice a sh uh, to notice or to even really care either. Yeah, he was like, like, you're the guy. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Riker yeah. left real easy. Yeah. Um, we're told by Deanna that he has this internal struggle between wanting to captain the ship and that it, 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 he can't reconcile it with women. And yet we start the episode seeing him like pining over these ladies playing the lute for him. And like, yeah, he's getting jolly over it. And I think he has a problem with the concept of captaining a ship and, you know, sex. Oh, that's his problem. <laughs> that's the idea of no. being in a committed relationship and captaining a ship because you've got to be married to your ship. Oh, it's you know? complicated. Um, Oh, even Wyatt said it. Wyatt said, yeah, you know, there's there's some conflict. I, did Wyatt say that? Am I he making says, that up? Um, oh, yeah. It takes a lot of effort to run all this. Yeah. And I guess Deanna has a type because Wyatt was married to his medicine. Yeah. He wanted to, he was very into being. That's interesting. Saving people. Yeah, but I mean, not really her type because they were genetically matched, right? It's not as though. They didn't you know, explain that much, very much. I didn't understand the genetic part of that. They said they called it genetic bonding, but I think that they were talking about. Oh, I thought the genetic bonding was yeah. going to happen. I'm not really sure what it means because we do. Riker objects in that right. scene, the first scene in the ready room where she tells Picard what's going on. He objects to it and he, he's like, but your father was human these people are human what are you talking about how does this even work so it's mm. it, i don't think it's about like them actually having some sort of genetic connection to each other i think that it's like oh you've got good genes and this one has good genes and this is good breeding so let's put it together i think at this point it's tradition they're honoring a yeah, tradition yeah. yeah 24th century version of the matchmaker Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it make me a match, <laughs> find me a find, <laughs> catch me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't He's saying this time. <laughs> Yay! not here. I had to. <laughs> Shout out to Carissa. <laughs> I guess my question in there is: we get that scene with Loxana and Deanna in those quarters when Deanna says, mother, I, mm -hmm. I'm having trouble with this obligation and I don't, I don't want it basically, but I'm going to do it anyway, mm -hmm. because it's who I am. Why do you think that Wyatt would do it? Yeah. Cause it's not in, huh. in inherently human at this point, I think. And I mean, obviously his mother thinks that it's correct, sure. but like yeah, his parents are clearly invested in it. At least his mother is. It was really hard to get a read on, on Wyatt's father. You know, well, not he seemed, for Luxana. Well, no, <laughs> of course not. But he seemed to be just kind of going along. I think he was sad he didn't get to be naked at the wedding. Yeah, he seemed like he was he practicing was like... in the mirror. Um, <laughs> I think that Wyatt is on board with it because it's been something all his life. He's like known mm -hmm. that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. 
and also all his life, he thought it was the woman in the drawing. Mm. Right. So he's mm-hmm. been preparing for her this whole time. That's what he's built up. And until he beamed on the ship, he thought that it was the, the woman in the drawing. Right. Yeah. So right. when he left Deanna for the woman in the drawing, he had only had like a day of knowing <laughs> Deanna. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what he, why, why he was in it. I, yeah. Which makes it not about his medicine, but about his dream becoming reality, you know, because the medicine yeah. is just something he could excuse with to go over there. Mm. He seemed pretty committed to it, though. I mean, well, and also all those things, when all those kind of things line up, it makes it much easier to make a decision, even if it's a difficult one. Right. You know, I mean, that. Well, I mean, he's made this deal with the, uh, you know, with Waxana and and mm-hmm. and Deanna, and yet all of a sudden, this person that he's been drawing pictures of his whole life shows up, and her problem is that she's got a disease that is supposedly mm. incurable, and he happens to have spent his whole life studying to be a doctor. Right. I mean, and is obviously very intrigued by this because he's already talked to Dr. Crutcher about. Yes hey, I'm really interested in, there are things that we can do. I've got some ideas, right? Mm-hmm. So he is clearly, maybe I. Ha- this is what I've been preparing mm-hmm. for all my life. It's a lot easier to be brave when all of those things kind of click into place line up. and line yeah. up like that for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, okay, well, this is what I should be right. doing. All signs sure. point to, right. Mm-hmm. Can we talk for a minute about Luoxana Troy. Because, uh, I would love to talk about her. Yeah. Let's dive in. What do you what do you think about Luoxana, Mark? Well, I love Luoxana Troy. I mean they I would love you, I think. <laughs> I think so too. It's mainly the fact that whenever she glides onto the ship and immediately throws everybody off their game. Yeah. Everybody is just not really sure what to do. My favorite thing is that Data is just standing there with a grin on his face the whole time. Like, oh my I don't know what's happening, but this is really awesome. Continue the patty banter. <laughs> just gonna listen. It's intriguing. The captain's carrying that giant heavy suitcase. This is so amazing. Funny. You know. Uh, just... So I had such a different response to her. I Same. saw her <laughs> through the view of Deanna being mortified by mm, her yeah. woman coming into her workplace, meeting uh-huh. her colleagues and uh, like her mom is just like too much, yeah. like a mess. And like so embarrassing with the cap, her boss. I don't know. I just, I, so I did not, I mean, I see what you're talking about, Mark, but like yeah. I experienced that in ent- her entire presence on the ship uh-huh. through the daughter's eyes of, of Deanna. And mm-hmm. then also very impressed with all of, of Deanna's people to not only, I mean, I feel like she was kind of handled, handle her mother mm-hmm. with grace and kindness oh and gosh, acceptance yeah. even, um, and, and not view Deanna any differently like Mm. if anything more that Deanna is more awesome than they knew like (laughs) I've had that happen before where you meet people's parents or or family members and you don't really realize like what an overcomer they are or like what (laughs) you know how they (laughs) really they they really made it out of that it was just a more appreciation. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, I had a similar reaction to as, as Nicole. Um, and I wanted her to just shut <laughs> up so many times. <laughs> and I'm like, I wonder what yeah. their relationship yeah. dynamic is. That's interesting. You're absolutely right about the relationship between the mother and daughter relationship is 
in some ways it it seems almost prototypical this this uh everything that the mother does completely drives the daughter insane to the point where she's behaving in ways that Deanna Troy never behaves. Yes. I mean, blowing up and screaming yeah. in front of other people when she's usually the one person who's got a lid on it, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the room. But by the end, if you listened to some of the things that Luaxana says, she actually has a certain kind of wisdom, you know, when she's not, on yeah. and the fact that she doesn't get upset about the the events that happen as they unfold mm. in terms of her daughter and in terms of Wyatt. Actually, at the end, she seemed to be pleased with the outcome, mm-hmm. or actually, as if maybe she suspected it was going to happen. Exactly, huh. that's interesting. Well, she has that moment where she apologizes to Deanna. Right. She does say, "I'm so sorry. They, they tracked me down." And there's nothing I can do. We made this deal. Mm-hmm. When they first, yeah. yeah. You're right. Mark, to what you were saying about the prototypical mother-daughter thing. I mean, mother and daughter relationships are complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ooh. right? I always, <laughs> <laughs> when I was going to study psychology further, that was going to be what my thesis was going to be about, is mother-daughter. Oh, daughter. oh really? Yeah, yeah. Because it, but I love your mom. I love my mom too. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> and but they're complicated. And also just yeah. every woman I know has got a different relationship with their mom, but also complicated. Mm-hmm. Complicated in different ways. Yeah. I think Nicole, I think your relationship with your mother is the least that. <laughs> so I mean, what an interesting study as well. Um, but but anyway, they're very so my mom and I, yeah, we worked together for like seven years in schools and stuff, mm-hmm. as you know. But what was crazy is it was actually on my mom's lead, though. I'll never forget the first year we worked together because I was going to be the director and she's the musical director. And she sat me down and said, you're my boss. You are mm-hmm. the one. You tell me what to do. And I remember being so freaked out by that. I was like, <laughs> what? And she was like, no, in this process you give me tasks, you are the one that, you know, so she actually, through all of her wisdom, kind of handed me versus had she not done that, because I know my response was, that seems impossible. Um, So had she not done that, it probably would have been impossible, because I don't know that Mm -hmm. I would have ever navigated through that correctly. Um, So but her grace, right? Yeah. Allowed you to do that. Frida is a very and she meant, right? See, some moms would have said that and been like, but still as if that was okay. It would have been really complicated, yeah. right. but that's not who Frida <laughs> right. is. Yeah. You guys really modeled and there are just hundreds of kids that got to watch a really functional mother daughter relationship Aww. because of you two, which is really cool. That's all. Yay, Frida. <laughs> um, for me, I've always kind of been a fan of Loxana Troy. I think that she's been utilized to be comedic throughout the series. And she has she has this funny thing that she like surrounds herself with. But for me, watching this episode this time through, she looks like somebody who is a classic abuser. She has Hmm. no capacity to allow anyone else to finish a thought. She thinks she knows absolutely everything Mm -hmm. and tells everyone that she's more evolved than they are. Mm -hmm. She tortures 
the people around her mm -hmm. purposefully to make them crazy like she puts that plant on victoria and victoria is no peach either yeah you know she puts people down yeah she does she 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 tells picard that he's not fit enough to carry her suitcase even though really she's packed right. forty thousand pounds of stuff in it you she know keeps everybody off balance person she keeps everybody Good off point. balance because she is in control when they're off balance right yeah Nisa. um yeah when deanna lashed out and acted out of character i was like that's reactive abuse like that's typical like you mm -hmm. were pushed to the point where you acted out of character and then you could see deanna kind of wrestle with that for like a split second and then she was okay but like th i think that for me was when i was like yeah i'm not a big fan of this lady like before it was funny she reminded me of like madeline Kahn and clue you know like yeah. kind of like quirky you know flames on the side of my face you know um <laughs> <laughs> but then <laughs> but then like oh but then to see her then step out of character was very I was like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. The leader of the planet Haven says what you just said too, Nisa. She said, it, she doesn't say it that way, but she says not communicating is a form of hostility. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah. So I took that moment instead of like, I hear what you're saying, but I felt like Deanna kind of found her voice to defend herself with her mom. Like almost like if her mom's done that to her forever, it was almost oh, sure. like she was like, enough is enough. And she had to be allowed to be heard, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. That's a cycle that gets, that, yep. that happens. Yeah. And then we find out when Wyatt meets up with her later, he says, well, that worked because she caved. Right. But Wyatt has also grown up in it because look at his mother. Look at the way well, that right. his mother badgers his father. Look at the way that they interact with each other. Mm -hmm. Look at the way that Victoria tries to control. And they're both making decisions for their children yes. without asking input from their children on what their children want yes. with their lives. They're marrying them mm -hmm. off to each other. Mm -hmm. I think Wyatt and Deanna might would have had plenty to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Wyatt asks her, though, he's like, do you want to do this? I haven't asked you yet. Do you want to? Ooh. You know what? He's the first person that asked her. I was, mm. I was disappointed in the very beginning when Picard heard the news and then said, well, I get to yeah. and bye to you then instead of saying, dude, I'm looking at your face. Do you want to do this? Right. He didn't ask her. Right. And then Riker didn't ask her. Riker didn't ask. No. Riker was way more concerned about he how he felt yeah. and pout, 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 pout. It's all about me. <laughs> he didn't ask her how she was feeling. She was so obviously sad, too, through the whole thing. Like, I thought that was interesting mm -hmm. watching Deanna. It, everything I feel like she experienced through the whole episode had a mm. different reason to be sad. Um, and it was just really interesting to me. It's like mm. she didn't want it. And then, like, she was kind of connecting with him. And then he left. I don't know. It was just, I felt like the whole thing was just full of grief for her, you know? But then at the very end, she and Riker kind of make that yeah. eye contact and have that little smile. So, oh, thank God. Yeah, she seemed to be relieved about how that worked out and genuinely, you know, wishing him and, and the other race of people well. And the Farrah Fawcett people. The fair faucet. Oh my gosh! Right. <laughs> yeah, it triggered like abandonment issues for me when I was watching it. I'm like, man, Deanna is like alone. Aww. Like she's so alone. Like she's this dude that she was gonna marry is off with fair faucet over here, and then <laughs> like her Amzadi can't be with her because he wants to capture the ship more than anything. 
and then her mom is just woo way over here. And her mom, um, yeah, you're right. So like, He's her own anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The card says at one point, there's nothing I can do, but he could have asked her what she wanted. I was disappointed in that to begin with. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like he, he recognized that it was a kind of a tenuous situation, though, because he said in his captain's log, you know, I trust that my concern is for more than just losing this valuable team member, you know, um, that uh, I can tell something's up, basically. But you're right. We don't see him and maybe he felt constrained by his professional role um or maybe he thought Riker had it covered it could be because he left them alone in that room oh yeah mm-hmm. that's true. yeah I feel like Riker gave up early but no he's brooding I feel like he was pouty hey, you know you guys keep saying that I feel for him I mean yes he <laughs> you know uh, of course I <laughs> poor <him>. Riker <laughs> you feel for him or you feel <laughs> him <laughs> I'm willing to do it all Um, (laughs) yes obviously he has this goal of being a starship captain Um, you know this is the career that he's worked really hard for for many years and yet he as he says to Deanna you know that's not all I want I mean he's pretty clear that and kind of goes back to that term that they have for each other in their conversation he does seem i mean he's a little pissy out sulking in the desert but man i've been in that situation where you're trying to make the best of it and you're face to face sometimes literally with you know other people that have feelings for one another whatever the situation is okay we don't need to go into that um (laughs) but yeah that's hard i mean i'm not surprised he left the room it is hard but i I, I laughed out loud when they cut to the holodeck <laughs> and he's sitting there with the sunset in on the, the rock. middle of the rock yes. in the desert staring off into the night. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. I wrote down mood lighting, so heartsick <laughs> for the holodeck. <laughs> I was like, I just imagine doing lighting for a show and being like, Javi, can I have a lot of pinks and purples Javi. and like <laughs> love and the background for the scenes? Um, anyway. <laughs> I thought that the the line about Deanna says humans, young human males particularly, have difficulty separating platonic love and physical love. <laughs> Which at first I thought, you know, is that Deanna Troy or Harry from when Harry met Sally? Because I'm pretty sure I heard it there the first time. <laughs> Yeah, she says that to Riker and she follows it up with, um, he says he'll miss her. And then she says, I'm no longer in Zadi to you. And he says, you taught me that word means my beloved. And she says, and the human heart is too small to permit that feeling now. I thought that was kind of unfair. I mean, because. And he says so. Yeah, I think. Maybe she is always being a little unfair to him throughout this because she accuses him of not having space in his heart multiple times for Hmm. both being the captain of the ship and loving her and so my question is is it really impossible for people to have both those things is it impossible to find love that works and is sustainable and have a career no it's not impossible (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that you know star trek in general but the next generation especially there is an obvious lack of emotional maturity on the part of the officers on the ship 
Um, and I think practically all of them, except perhaps for Deanna, whose job is to have Emotions. a little bit more of a, an emotional you know, connection. And Beverly, who's been a wife and is a mother. Um, and so she has had a life along with a career and has connection. But, you know, I don't know if anybody has known either that type A personality that goes straight through college, straight into graduate school, straight, straight into medical school, straight into work or one of those guys or anybody in the military. But it is not uncommon for people to arrive in positions of authority and have very little emotional maturity because they don't ever take time out to explore that and to understand that it is possible to have relationships and also figure out a way to make that work with their job and their and their in their life. And I think those people are that way because that's how they've been taught to go through. Like you can't have both. So don't even oh, don't yeah. even go I'm not there. Not blaming them. No, 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 I know, but I'm just it's, saying that it's, it's the culture. Exactly, exactly. It comes from a belief that uh -huh. I'm putting all the passion that I would put into both things. Mhm. Mm into this one thing and I'm becoming one-sided. I don't have this other, I'm not- you know, Think of the challenges developed. that Picard yeah. has, and the challenges that uh, Riker has, and we've seen Jordy have some issues. Tasha. Tasha, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully some of them will grow and learn things, you know, as we go. I think we've seen, I certainly think we've seen that. I think we've seen- Even growth. so far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's about balance with the relationship and work. I mean, I almost feel like sometimes partners have to take turns with whose career might be taking the focus at the time and be very giving and understanding and full of grace and understand that this is the passion of their partner. I don't know. I've watched Matt and I balance that at lots of different times. Matt is, um, he's a forever student. So he's finishing his dissertation right now and he's a pastor. And then also I'm a theater educator so we have literally sometimes accidentally gone so far deep into each other like my world and his world that we'll go oh gosh i haven't really visited you in a while <laughs> yeah and so you have to purposefully like i literally there was um one season um and i hope i get to do shows again someday and i can do it again but i was so i and it was his idea actually for me to to <laughs> to have my phone have an alarm to call him just at three o'clock every day so I would speak to him and you Aww. would think that would be easy and the crazy thing is every day at three o'clock when I would go off I would think I was doing something so insane like I'd be working on something big <laughs> to me for whatever and I would literally have to discipline myself enough to to stop it and do it but like Aww. but he loves me enough to and he loves my projects enough with me to like understand that but um anyway so I hope I have hope for Deanna and Riker because like for me when sure. she was like you want to captain the ship I guess I feel like I kind of married a captain of a ship and I'm like you know it, it's possible Deanna can figure it, it out it could work yeah, yeah absolutely um, <laughs> that takes so much suspension of ego to be able to do that it's the same thing with your mom Nicole when Frida sat you down and said you know what you're the director and you yeah. give me the the decisions right now and you're making those and you are responsible for that and I will listen to you that took a suspension of ego on her part you know, and I think that we see Deanna be very capable of that. We see her have that same conversation with Wyatt where she's like, oh, you're a doctor. I'm a practicing psychologist. Maybe that can overlap. Maybe we can find something there and work together mm -hmm. on something and build around that. And that's another way to make the partnership work. Like Nicole was saying, set an alarm every day when you're in a busy season. Yeah. 
But then another way is to share some of the career stuff with the partner. So like Mark and I do projects together and we intentionally do projects together so that, you know, partially because we both do theater and it's our passion, but also we get to, those are the best projects because we get to spend that time together as well. And doing the thing that we love and being with our people that you love. Yeah. In Saudi, yeah. or Maserati. Thank you for being Maserati, <laughs> Maserati, honey. I'm glad you think of me as your Maserati. Oh, so good. Mm, I love you. I love it. <laughs> so I have a couple more questions here in this truth and justice section. The first one I want to ask is, what is romance? Because to Victoria, romance is this arranged marriage between her son Wyatt and Deanna. She says, isn't it romantic? It's so nice to see that romance is still alive and well in the universe. So I don't find that romantic. No. But what do you think? It's not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Period. But what is romance? Because Um, So I think romance is different to every person because you know there's these things called love languages and mm-hmm. everybody expresses love and receives love differently That's so true. for me something romantic is like you know you plan a date you took time out of your time so basically it's like an act of service you took time out of your day to think of me or you know you got me a gift because you remembered that you know princess and the frog is my favorite disney movie so you got me something with tiana on it or something you know, and my, my, the way that I give love is by gifts, you know, like, oh, I thought of you during this or I'll spend quality time with you because time is really precious to me. But one thing that I would find romantic, my partner might not find to be romantic. Like my boyfriend doesn't really like the, the mushy stuff, doesn't really like the, all that jazz, but what's romantic to him is football days and pizza and stuff like that. So it looks different That's to good. everybody. That's a good point. And it can also evolve. That's I, true. I've noticed because Matt and I have also been married a really long time. Um, I think that what I thought was romantic when we first got together has absolutely shifted as we get older. Like he did the dishes today. And I was like, <laughs> that is so, so hot. hot. You <laughs> are, man, when Mark vacuums. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, I didn't value that when we first got married. It makes sense to me that somebody somebody who's been married for a long time might look at the idea of an arranged marriage and think it's romantic. Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Because to them, yeah, it's got that sort of sense of mystery. Oh, look, these two people who've never met before are going to now, you know, wed and spend their whole lives together and discover all the things. And isn't that romantic? Mm -hmm. Like a Hallmark space movie. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's not really how life actually works, but it does, but for a really small segment of people. Exactly. Well, but I mean, but I think it does in people's imagination. And so you can see how, which is why, why the entire industry of romance novels exists, you know, because they come up with wild scenarios and yeah. What I hear from all of you saying different things about it is that Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily the end situation that the result of the effort that is the thing, it's the thought in the first place to try to give someone a feeling that's better than their day. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Of being loved. It's an experience. Romance is an experience. Yes. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> and you also have to be open to it. Yeah, you do. You're right. That just, like, gave me a whole different outlook mm. on relationships as Whoa. a whole. Aha. Uh-huh. It's a like, big moment. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to talk about a couple of things that Loxana says, because I think that you were right, Mark, when you said that she has some real nuggets of wisdom in this episode. Yeah. Um, one of those nuggets of wisdom is all life is indissolubly bound together. Indeed, it's all part of the same thing. And I think that... It's actually all life, all consciousness is mm. indissolubly mm. bound together, which is... That's deep. And I loved how excited Wyatt got when she confirmed Yes. Him. Right? He was like, oh, I knew it! I remember watching this episode the first time. I hated Loxana Troy. And till that scene, and then she sat down and talked with Wyatt, the person that I did not expect her to even have a conversation with, but he had a problem and he went to talk mm-hmm. to someone who he thought could help with his problem because it had to do with what he thought was telepathy, something she would know about. And she confirmed for him what he needed to know, that all life is connected. Mm-hmm. Humans don't think of it correctly. It's all connected. Indeed, it's all part of the same thing, which is another one of the, you know, weights on the scale that allow him to make the decision that he ends up making. I think that that was awesome. And the idea of it is also kind of awesome. Or to what the Traveler told us a couple of episodes ago. exactly what I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh I don't know. I just wish she wouldn't bully people, right? (laughs) I mean, if we're all connected and it's all you know we're all one consciousness then lay off the and well that's my next thing with her because she says unlike some people i'm in growth oh yeah and like what is that see it reminded me of like people who go through like a spiritual awakening and then hold that above everybody else. So like, yeah, I know that we're part of this collective consciousness and i'm so enlightened and you're not like, well, if you were truly enlightened, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't be talking about how enlightened you exactly. are. So that to me was like a. And again, in contrast with the traveler who didn't need yeah. to talk right. about how enlightened he was, he humbled himself. But she did say that she's in growth. So, I mean, that to her credit, she could be like working to overcome that and just that is in a, a period where she just yep. can't help herself. You know what I mean? Can you really be in growth if you're incapable of listening to the people around you? Mm. No, no, you can't. Mm-mm. But I think that when I first saw this episode too, I couldn't stand her. I was, yeah. I, I felt that same way too, but I see it a little differently now because I have, because I'm watching it not for the first time. So I'm looking at it a little different. And to me, she reads this right. time around, she reads as somebody who is putting on a show yep most of the time she's putting on a show um but i think i think you're right mark i think when she sat down on that sofa with wyatt she stepped out of that show for a second and told her what told him what he Mm. needed to hear yep and then stepped right back in it asking him which of these headpieces is going to look best Mm. when she's naked (laughs) i mean you know you're absolutely right that was a very different character so to speak she was a very different character in talking with him and as mark said she was 
straightforward, but there was like, she really seemed to be kind of appreciating how excited he was by the notion and how he was taking in that um, understanding yeah. as opposed to, yeah, being, being pushy and loud and center of attention. Everybody pay attention to me. Yeah. I mean, I still fault her for choosing to go in there and put on that act. It's ridiculous, mm. but, sure. but is it really her? Is she really not listening? Yeah. Right. I she, I think she is listening. I think it's possible that she hears absolutely everything that everybody well, says yeah. all the time. Hearing and listening are not the same thing. And thinking. And thinking. You know. That's She's true. She's scary. Yeah, that's true. So let's talk about data. Um, so funny because we haven't and he floats around that party and is like watching a train wreck and um we have a lot of that in our world right now we oh. like to watch voyeurism arguments and fights on we yeah voyeurism is a big thing so like he says it's intriguing is it and why do we treat it like it's intriguing to watch people it was fight? like watching data watching a reality tv show <laughs> for like, the first time like what is happening i think for data it's just Again, it's educational. Mm -hmm. It's something about it's more humans and human nature that is a new experience because this kind of thing does not happen amongst the the, the officers when they have their meetings. And this the... was people behaving in a way that he'd probably never seen, so he was learning. Yeah, I was actually thinking that we needed to bring this up because Car since Carissa's not here and she's the one that's tracking data and his oh, good job. figuring out about humanity, but he definitely was studying humanity. I mean, if he had to take notes. He would have had a notepad out, but he was doing that uh -huh. his, and you could see oh, yeah, yeah. that notepad in his head, taking the yeah. and enjoying it. I loved the expression on his face. He just was very like even you know when Deanna yells and she leaves, and he's like, "Please go back to the petty bickering." Yeah, right? please I, go back. That was so funny. Um, I loved. We haven't talked about this character that showed up, but I lovingly called him Space Lurch. Um, <gasps> but the, Mr. Holmes. Yes. Yeah, but um, he was so fascinating to me because he was just making the best of his life, like everywhere he was on the ship. I don't know if you ever noticed, but he always had something in his hand, or he was just constantly like. But Data was so mm. fascinated with Space Lurch Bring too. I was like, oh my god, how much he could drink. That's so funny. And that bell, yeah, he kept drinking. And the last thing he said, the one thing he said was, thanks for the drinks. <laughs> that was funny to me. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> your question was like, why do we, like as humans, like to watch yeah. that type of stuff? I never really thought about it because like I, I like watching reality shows. I love Mob Wives. That was one of my favorites back in the day with like all the granddaughters of actual mobsters and like watching that stuff. And like the real like hip hop housewives and stuff like that. And I guess it's because like I wanted to be like rich and famous and stuff. And so I get to watch rich and famous people doing weird things. And mm -hmm. but I guess that's kind of like why Data is like likes watching it too, because he does kind of want to be human. So it's like a you get an insight look into a lifestyle that you want. Right. So I wonder, and it's like, do I really want this? Right. See, I don't know, because like my reality TV list has to do with polygamists and, you know, ghost hunters and all this <laughs> stuff. I don't really need to be a part of, but it's fascinating. Right, but you have a fascination with I that do. stuff that's yeah, not, it's, exactly. but it's all stuff that's not you. It's true. 
Yeah. Right. It is All of those separate, things. And it's not something I would choose, but I'm still fascinated by it. Do you learn from it? Um, I do in terms of kind of recognizing people making different choices or thinking through things differently than I do. And it's just, that is interesting to me to kind of see those thought processes and how they arrive to places because it's like, I could never get there. But by the end of the show, it's like, okay, I can see how you got there. You know? So that so, is very data, actually, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, do you think data learned from it or do you think he was just entertained? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think data learns from everything, right? Doesn't he? Yeah, I think so too. Data is fascinating. Yeah. I hope that I hope that he keeps learning. Yeah. So to sort of wrap out the wormhole today, let's talk about the holodeck and the Inzati scene. And I mean, what is love? What is true love? We see... Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> no more. <laughs> no more. Um, we see Wyatt believe that the woman of his dreams is Ariana, this woman he's never met on this other ship. We see Riker dreaming about women he doesn't know, but wanting Troy and having her be unavailable to him for so many different reasons. But they're still in Zadi, they're still beloved. So, how do you know? What is it? Be confused by that, too. You know, yeah. like all the pouting was about not knowing what to do with it. He was too pouting. He was gone. mourning. He wasn't pouting. <laughs> um, but how do you know is your question. I right. want to know what love is. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? I don't think you do know. I think that it's a truth that's different for different people. And similar to what mm -hmm. Nicole said about your idea of romance can change throughout your life. Your idea of true love can change throughout your life, too. I think that there are a lot of examples of love being a choice, even in this episode, you know, of making a choice. That it's not all about something physical or something even um, passionate. The way that his feeling about mm -hmm. the pictures and the dreams that he have is something passionate. And when he thought that that wasn't a possibility, Wyatt, um, that... You know, he was willing to make the choice to go with the arranged marriage and the, you know, the, the thing that would respect his family and mm -hmm. respect this other woman who had also was willing to respect these these decisions and and, and make that choice. And whether that's love in the moment or not is mm -hmm. questionable, but whether it could become something that we might refer to as love is very sure possible yeah. and maybe even likely you know i mean you know riker's problem is that he's not you know i mean again there's a choice involved there you can yes. choose to find a way to make it work with your imzadi and still be a ship's captain or you can mope about it and be a ship's captain without your imzadi you know i mean sorry becky but you know i mean that's sort of the way it came across <laughs> to me at least in this episode. Right. Okay. And there are other choices that happen too about love. There's often choice involved, but it's got to be choice on the part of more than one person. Mm -hmm. I think thinking of love as a choice is so important because I think um, because I've been married a long time, I think I see Matt and I both just constantly choosing love over and over again. Like 
like re-falling in love with each other and re like through each season and as as your love languages might shift a little bit like we talked about earlier Mm -hmm. and then thinking about the episode i actually think that deanna and wyatt would have probably had an amazing life together because they were both really choosing to go and i think they were compatible i think if you look if we didn't know about Riker and we didn't know about the girl with the picture his mom might not have been wrong there was some romantic possibilities in that they both were choosing it yeah but it was definitely a choice um so i thought that was just interesting too oh yeah i think that choosing each other over and over again is love you know but then also remembering to choose yourself amen like not getting so wrapped up in the other person and making sure that you choosing that person still aligns with yourself or you're not replacing yourself with that person yeah right? yeah but but it is definitely a choice then it takes self-awareness and it takes honesty too to make that choice and to make it mm-hmm. genuine for sure right well yeah who wants to do some blessing sure Mark, what's your blessing? I have a blessing for Mr. Holm. <gasps> Yay. Space Lurch. Space oh, Lurch. Space Lurch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I got the Space Lurch. Thank you. I don't know if anybody else has ever had a boss anything like Loaxana Troy. <laughs> yes. But if you've Sorry. ever had a boss that was that you felt the need to almost apologize for all the time, but you couldn't because that wasn't your job. Um that's a really challenging kind of job. And Mr. Holm is just awesome in this. He just is there. He does his thing. Um, he enjoys his drinks. He celebrates life. He rings the bell. He stays calm and even keeled. He's seven freaking feet tall. And you <laughs> barely even notice that he's there because he's so <laughs> serene all the time. And I'm like going, man, I have a lot of respect for that. So my blessing is may we all aspire to the patience and serenity and the alcohol tolerance <laughs> of Mr. Hall. Nice. Nice. I also blessed Space Lurch. <laughs> did you really? Oh my I God. did. Okay. I was like, what? That's the most no attention way. this guy's ever got. I know. <laughs> I just said, I bless Space Lurch. Dude, you have a tough gig. But continually making the best of it. May you have many more space drinks in your future. I love that. So, oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> you and Mark were sharing your brain this time. Exactly. That's right. Um, so I had a lament too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. For Deanna, um, yeah. and I just said, I'm so sorry about your mom being so difficult. You handled yourself well, and even found your voice. Right. And anyone else out there in the situation, I lament with you. And also hope that you have the grace and strength combo that Deanna found. So, oh, amen. I co-sign that, sister. That's good. <laughs> um, well, I will offer a blessing, kind of related to what Luxana Troy confirmed for Wyatt, and just a real hope. It's yeah. I have been listening to um, meditation stuff today too, and and kind of this notion of self-compassion and 
it's just really resonating with me this this idea that we really are all connected in so many ways that we don't see and um, that we in addition to extending self-compassion really sharing that with others recognizing that as we are all connected you know, it's all self-compassion, right? It's compassion for our self as one. Thank you. I like it. That was good. Yeah. Um, my blessing is for Deanna. Um, Nicole had to lament. I have a blessing. Um, I was really inspired by how open she was the whole time, even in the face of such sadness and disappointed. She was open. She was ready to change her entire life and she was open to it and didn't hold it against anybody that was there just stayed open she made the choice she was ready to marry that guy and was committed to it and may we all be open to the unexpected even if it hurts us because being open to life's changes my blessing would go to deanna and to wyatt to both of them and it is just having the flexibility and the honesty with yourself and the courage to let go of what you think your dreams might be. Sometimes letting go to what you want so badly is the way to get it. Mm. And it might not look like exactly what you wanted, but you'll get what you need in the end. Always your blessings are beautiful. That was lovely. So my blessing is also for both Deanna and for Wyatt. Um, They both come from abusive families and they are both people who do not abuse the people around them. And I just hope that everybody can break a cycle of abuse if they're in one and everyone can overcome that and learn how to live without it. May it be so. Amen. That is our show, everybody. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you to our Federation, uh, Mark, Nisa, Christina, Becky, Nicole. Uh, Thank you, everybody out there for listening. We really couldn't do it without you. And please do rate, review, subscribe, like, and share Sacred Trek. It does help the, the show to grow and be successful. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Sacred Trek Podcast. If you like what we do and want to help keep making the show, go to patreon.com slash lastmidnightproductions and help sustain us. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacredtrek at lastmidnightproductions.com or sign up for our newsletter at lastmidnightproductions.com slash sacredtrek. We will be back next time with episode 11, The Big Goodbye. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and go with love. For Sacred Trek and Last Midnight Productions, I'm Kent Altman. Live long and prosper. Last Midnight Productions.